to episode 8 of Why Cartwright. This is a podcast where we like to talk about all things education. My name is Brock Higley, the Multimedia Communications Coordinator of the Cartwright School District in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm alongside our esteemed superintendent, Dr. Leanne Aguilar-Lawler, and our public relations director, Mr. Victor Hugo Rodriguez. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Um, Thank you for having me again today, Brock. It's really a pleasure to be part of this podcast. Thank you, Brock. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so today the episode topic is a relatively controversial one, uh, especially with all the things going on in our country. So we'll generally be discussing safety and its importance. So we'll hear from our staff and community members to learn about what we are doing as a district to guarantee the safety of our staff and scholars, as well as some suggestions to increase the level of safety from those staff members, community members, parents. Our goal at Cartwright is to have every child productively work in an educational environment free from any safety issues. Scholars and staff must always feel safe and for moments when safety is threatened, we must have the necessary steps in place to nullify that threat as quickly and efficiently as possible. Here at Cartwright, safety is our number one priority. Without a confident belief in your scholar's safety, all other tasks become difficult. And we know that. We are implementing new strategies to combat safety threats at every level, including those we see online. Further into this episode, you will learn more about some tangible efforts we are actively working on, both in the short term and long term, to ensure a safer environment for all Cartwright members. You know, thank you, Brock. I think that introduction really just said it all, is that safety is a priority for the Cartwright School District. And for me personally, as a superintendent, I take it extremely seriously. And it'll always be something that's going to be at the top of our mind. And yes, you know, academics is a priority, but just like you touched on, you know, unless we feel safe, we can't learn. And so it's really important as we go through this podcast that um, I'm going to try to be as clear as possible because this is a very serious subject and I do really appreciate you bringing this to um, the attention of our. Yeah, and I know we want to, to be as transparent as possible with our community and I hope that this podcast can help to bridge that gap even more between our community and the district itself. And, and of course, the safety of our students and also our staff. I mean, that's, uh, the, you know, one of our focus. We just want to make sure that everybody who comes to any of our campuses at Carwright School District feels safe. Uh, and, and these are some of the things that you didn't have to worry about back in the 90s when, uh, you know, when I, was a, when I was a student. And even when I was working in, for Los Angeles Unified School District as a teacher's assistant, uh, I remember all the things that you have, had to worry about. It would be either fights or make, making sure that the students would stay in line. And, and now these are each, you know, things that we had to worry about. I mean, I, I, as a former news reporter, you know, covering these kind of shootings, you know, all I wanted to do is just come back home and hug my daughter. Because uh, you drop them off in the morning and you want to make sure that you will see them again. Uh, and, you know, even churches and... And all these places had been a target. Uh, so we hope that this won't happen again, but uh, we're always ready for the unexpected. And, you know, we have a safety team in place just to make sure that, you know, our kids are safe. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I thought it would be worthwhile, just like in all other episodes, to bring in the real professionals working to ensure a safer environment here at Cartwright. So to start, we have our Assistant Superintendent of District Operations, Dr. Juan Medrano, who goes into detail about what we are doing to our campuses as well as our digital devices when it comes to safety. And just for all transparency, this is a relatively longer soundbite. It's about three and a half to four minutes, but I think it's necessary to hear Dr. Medrano lay out all the things that we are working on to ensure the safety of all of our scholars and our staff moving forward. So here is Dr. Medrano. So one of the first things we did um, over the summer, we convened a school safety task force that consists of principals, teachers, parents, school resource officers, and administrators across several departments just because we wanted to have good representation and, and ideas for what we could do to um, increase the security of our campuses. And so that's a group that started meeting over the summer, continues to meet now, it's still an active group ongoing because we want to continue to get feedback from, from our task force. Uh, some of the initial um, suggestions that were given to us or recommendations that were given to us um, were, there were a few that were for, for uh, short-term solutions and then some recommendations for long-term solutions. So the short-term solutions was just to make sure that we were being, very, being really vigilant about enforcing our current um, security protocols. So having, for example, one single point of entry that you know after arrival and dismissal of our students outside of that time during the rest of the day, everybody has to come in through, the, all visitors have to come in through the front office. Um, we added the additional layer of all school um, front office doors remaining locked. And anybody who's wanting to visit the campus would have to ring the doorbell so that the front office staff could verify who the person is, what their reason is for being on campus, basically to see if it's if, if the person that we're admitting has legitimate business to be on the school campus, that's just to keep everybody safe. So that was something we started doing right off the bat, um, immediately following the, uh, the tragedy in Texas. Um, we wanted to make sure that we were enforcing the things that we already have in place. Um, some other recommendations that were made, long-term recommendations were to add, um, to make sure that each campus had a security presence so for seven of our schools, that wasn't an issue. We already had school, we had school resource officers on campus, but um, we did, we, we created, we looked for different options for having a security, um, a security service on campus, and we ended up um, posting a safe and caring security monitor position internally, which we've been spending um, part, of the first part of the first quarter and semester of getting people hired into those positions. And so we now have, um, for the most part, most of our campuses have a security presence. We only have a couple left that we're hiring for. And additional recommendations that were made had to do with um, the security fencing, you know, some of our schools have, there's varying heights of our perimeter security fencing. So we wanted to make sure that we um, had consistent standards across all of our schools of what we consider to be um, adequate perimeter security fencing. So our safety and risk manager and our lead maintenance, our lead maintenance administrator did a walk of all of our campuses just to assess 
which of our schools have the greatest need for increasing the perimeter security fencing. And so they brought their recommendations of which schools those are. We identified an, an initial eight that was approved by the board to um, receive upgraded fencing security. And we'll continue to prioritize our bond funds towards um, being able to increase our perimeter security fencing. And that was Dr. Medrano kind of laying out what we are planning to implement and what we have already implemented to ensure the safety of our community and scholars. And thank you for, um, for allowing our uh, listeners to, to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think it's important, although it was a little bit long, we need to kind of lay out everything that we're doing because this is, as we said, this is ultimately the most important thing, the, the safety of our uh, scholars and staff. That's number one. Yeah, and people need to know that uh, we are putting all, you know, all these resources in place and we're making use of technology, and, you know, just to make sure that our campuses are safe and also uh, with security guards and, you know, the fencing and all of that stuff, I think it adds another layer of protection just to make sure that our students are, are safe uh, when uh, they're learning. Yeah, and that's actually a great segue because Dr. Medrano continues to go on a little bit and he talks about more the, uh, um, uh, sorry, the, the digital side of our safety and kind of what we're implementing to ensure digital safety as well as physical safety. So here is what we are implementing. And then a technology solution. We um, purchased oh, yeah. we purchased a feature that is, that's called Gaggle, which does two things. Uh, first, it allows um, the Gaggle staff to be able to monitor student-issued um, technology devices that our district issues to them, laptops, to be able to monitor if students are doing any searches that would be of concern, whether it's uh, concerns of over self-harm or of threats to others or, or threats to the school community. The Gaggle tool would, ident would identify that and alert the points of contact at the school that there's a student that is in need of support and that we can provide the appropriate support, whether that be the principal and assistant principal intervening to help, uh, determining whether reference or referral to our counselor or social workers might be appropriate, and just getting the students the help that they need and keeping the campus safe. The other part that Gaggle does, the other function that Gaggle does, is it also gives students a, uh, an avenue to be able to anonymously report um, anonymously report concerns to the administration. So if they have you know, friends that are posting things of concern on social media regarding, let's say as an example, threats to schools, they have a way of being able to go into their computer and anonymously report that, that incident to school administration so that they can intervene and do what's needed to help and, and keep the school safe. And, and I just wanted to add something that um, Dr. McDonald did not mention that is extremely important that our parents um, would be contacted um, first um, and they would be um, involved in, in all of the um, communications if that were the case. I just wanted to make sure our families know that they would definitely be contacted first. Yeah, and I'm glad uh, th this is, uh, you're, they're implementing this, you know, this way where parents are being notified because I do remember in one of those uh, meetings that you had Dr. Lawler with, uh, with the parents they, they wanted to be notified. They just want to make sure that, yeah, you would do the training, and uh, uh, but also you would notify uh, the parents so that way they wouldn't panic. Uh, because now a lot of those students, they have uh, cell phones, so they don't know the difference between uh, the 
the drill or a real really situation right right and i'm glad you brought that up because as we have the safety task force in these meetings the most important voice on these committees are our parents Um, they're the ones that are sending their kiddos to us and 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 wanting to make sure um, that through their eyes we're doing everything possible and they're the ones that are sharing with us um, some of the concerns that they are seeing. And I do remember that meeting. And safety comes up at all of our meetings. And they want to find ways to communicate with other parents. And so we're starting different co- classes. I know that our, um, with all of you, Brock and, and, and Victor, the, the public relations portion of it is getting the word out to parents about some of these safety concerns. And so they're, um, they're are, they are a very, very important voice on this ongoing safety task force yeah they, they just want to make sure that you know when they bring their kids you know they're going to be safe uh in you know this week uh there was a a meeting uh, with uh, dr perez and 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 raul piña they had an opportunity to present uh you know to, to the community so they had a really good turnout i was very happy to see all the community yep. You know, the, the parents want to be involved, and they um, they have to be in order to, in, f- in order for us to have safe schools. Um, parents have to be part of it. Yeah, and 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 the good thing here also is that we are also communicating and working with the parents, because uh, you know now with uh, students, you know they bring their cell phones, and if we don't really get that message out, you know the kids the uh, are going to be confused, and they might probably be texting. They might not even know what's going on. And, uh, and and I know this because also as a parent, you know, when I get messages from my daughter, <laughs> yeah. oh, there's a situation here. And I was like, well, well, what's we, happening? We, we panic. So, we yeah. get concerned. So and I'm so calling yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. I, and, uh, and, and of course, I, I understand, you know, when parents, you know, mm-hmm. when are Because we are parents. We are parents. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, we just want to make sure that they're safe uh, and, 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 and that we, we are transparent with all the communication and everything that we do you know, we make sure that they, they know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and I had the privilege of speaking with, uh, actually two of our parents as well. So we will hear from them in due time. So I'm excited to kind of interact with how that goes. But up next we have, um, our, uh, safety risk officer, uh, Mr. Adam Stevenson, and he kind of goes into, um, a little bit more, uh, detail. So his, his, his first bite that we have here is um, how important, as we just said, are the voices of our community members. So our parents, our staff and things like that. And how when he is looking to implement certain strategies or change certain elements, the first voices that he wants to hear are the parents. Yeah, we always want to make sure we're including our community members, any decisions we're making or we plan on making just to get their, their feedback, their concerns, um, any type of um, solutions they may have. Um, so I do pack, or I'm sorry, I do coffee talks um, with all of our campuses um, and I get a lot of really good feedback and questions from our parents. Um, really for them, they just want to make sure that safety is a priority um, and that we're always looking for ways to make our campuses safer. Um, so when I do our coffee talks, I'm always making sure that I'm taking their concerns and their feedback back, instituting it any kind of way that I can, but also making sure they understand that safety is a priority, um, it's always going to be our number one concern, and that we take their concerns very seriously, um, and that we make things better as much as we can um, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory, very straightforward, and I, I like that 
Adam is willing to do those coffee talks with our parents and things like that to hear their, whether it's complaints or uh, recommendations or anything yeah. along those and lines. He, and when he said PAC, he has been at the Parent Advisory Council. That's probably what he was thinking. He also has attended, and, and they do like that. But let's talk about the cafecitos. I mean, for those who are probably listening and might not even know what those cafecitos are, I think these are, these are very effective meetings with our, with our parents. Uh, you know, because they are, you know, they they usually meet with uh, with experts who are going to be able to provide parents with information. But it's also open for you know for them to actually come in the morning, you know, have their cafecito, their coffee, and uh, and and learn, you know, about all the different, you know, safety measures that that were implementing uh, at the district. Yeah, and Adam told me he wants parents there. It's not something that feels like a chore to him. That's what he wants to do. He wants to interact with the parents mm-hmm. on that day-to-day well, basis. Well, they're the eyes and ears of our communities. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And we have confesitos in every... Every e- school, every, every, every single, month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to move on, he also talked about why transparency is an important aspect of keeping everyone safe. Uh, so here is Adam speaking on that. Sure, yeah. So we try to be as transparent as possible, right? Because that's always the best way to build relationships is being as forthright as possible. Um, but in, uh, in the perfect question is for that is is that um, we do our lockdown drills, right? So when we talk about what we do during our lockdowns, so that's the type of information that we try to keep on our campus or within our district. We don't try to share that very much with parents just because um, the more somebody knows about the, what we do to keep our campuses safe, the more ability they have to breach those safety barriers. Um, So things like what we do during our lockdowns, our procedures, we try to keep those close to the vest just to keep our campus as safe as possible. But again, we try to be as transparent as possible. So we make sure that our parents and our community knows that we do do lockdown drills. We do them four times a year. Um, But beyond that, we want to make sure that we're keeping our policies, procedures for our district um, kind of in-house. And, and I think we, it, it is important to mention, you know, what a lockdown uh, is because sometimes, you know, there might be a situation uh, in the neighborhood. It might not even be happening, you know, uh, in in our, in our school. And uh, so, so that's, uh, that's, those are some of the things that we need to keep in Yes, mind. yes. And, and you know, there's the lockdown protocols. One of the things that we're really looking at is to make sure that our scholars and our families understand that these are not about um, promoting fear. Um, we're looking at what our research is saying about what those actually should look at, like. And I think they're gonna be very different than what they used to be. Um, the main thing is that when there's an emergency at the school site, the children, our scholars just need to know, the adults need you to listen and you need to follow directions. Um, because when we listen and follow directions, we're able to keep you safe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Adam goes on to talk about kind of his human element to this. So he's not a father himself, but his wife is actually a principal at the Alhambra School District, our next door neighbors. And so this is something that he is, I mean, it's close to home. He needs to think about school safety, not just in his work life, but also his personal life. And I think that kind of adds a good element to it as well. 
I treat every school like that's my wife's school. Right. So I want to make sure that any, the type of safety that I want for my wife, that I want to have the principals, students to have that same safety. So I kind of have a perspective of um, having a wife that's been a, a principal, that was a teacher. Um, so I get really good feedback from her on things like, hey, you know, do you think this is a good idea? Or do you think this is not a good idea? Um, so she's a really great tool for me to kind of get feedback from and also just kind of bounce ideas off of. But again, she's had a lot of experience in education. Um, so I really use her as a resource um, for any ideas that I might have and, and thinking about implementing in the district. Yeah, Alhambra is a wonderful school district. They're a neighbor. They are number two. Now Cartwright is still the number one school district <laughs> in the state of Arizona. Just wanted to plug that. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I do agree with them. Uh, I, you know, they, we need to also, I mean, and we do keep in mind uh, the fact that, you know, this is really, you know, but the students, uh, you know, the, our staff and and everybody who comes to work at uh, any of our schools to make sure that they feel safe. You know, I remember talking to one of the teachers because uh, I mean, they also have their families. They want to make sure that they come to work and that they go home to to their children. Uh, so everybody wants to feel safe. And, and I think all of us do, especially with, uh, you know, knowing that we're making very good use of technology, that we're doing everything in our power to make sure that, you know, our students are safe. That also makes us uh, as employees feel safe and, and and that's one of the things that I always you know share with my daughter because I you know just based on all the uh, everything that is happening here I go back and I ask her I was like hey have you guys done any drills like what do you do if there's an emergency do you know I mean this opens up the conversation and I do ask her a lot of questions like what would you do if this would happen you know, uh, you need to make sure, you know, you have your phone, you, you let me know what's going on, but you need to really follow instructions, you need to follow directions, and, and you need to listen to your teacher. Mm -hmm. and That's the most important thing, if, yeah. And if you're, you know, um, uh, you know uh, on outside, you need to make sure that you just, you don't have to go back to your room, you need to just go back to the closest, safe the closest classroom. Thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and those are some of the questions that I ask, and I think those are some of the questions that we as parents, should be asking our, our children just to make sure that they know how to respond to any anything, uh, you know, any kind of er of emergency. So, I think uh, after speaking with uh, multiple parents as well, I think one of the things that has come up with all of my conversations is SRO officers and kind of what their role is. And um, unfortunately, they've kind of become a little bit political. And um, I think we have parents that kind of want to um, maybe address that or maybe hear the different perspectives and generally speaking our, our parents are very pro our SRO officers on on our campuses and things like that so they, they've shown us that in, in our surveys absolutely yeah yeah surveys as well as just face-to-face uh, -face interactions so here here's a parent uh, Rosa she has an eighth grader at Australia Middle School and um, she had other children that went to Cartwright as well, and she loves our district, but um, and uh, approves of having the SROs on campus. So this is her w thoughts on that. And it should be not only the SROs, and I know that's a school they don't have it. That is shame because it would 
be great idea if every school has one and not only that uh, somebody to be helping him this uh, person and I, uh, I understand as well that there is somebody who's talking to this kid. I forgot the name of the counselor. Uh, beside the counselor is, is another person who, who's like uh, talking to their kids and, and trying to get their confidence. But it'd be wonderful if every school don't take this political. Oh, I don't like police. I don't like uh, this. Please, this is not political. This is our kid's life. And, and that, that, that's you know she's. She's a parent. Uh, that that's. Uh, I, I think we all all we want, you know, as parents, we just want to make sure our kids are safe, and uh, and if it's going to require, you know, an army, you know, to protect the schools, then we're going to have to do that. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely, whatever it takes. So, kind of with my conversation with Rosa, we we talked about a lot of different things, but um, something that she said that I think really kind of hit home was, you know, as parents. Uh, parents are the first line of defense U ultimately they're the ones that interact with their children the most they see them go off to school they see them when they come back to school they see what they're putting in their backpack they all all those kind of things and she has some words for uh, our parents as well very positive it depends as well as a parents we cannot leave everything to the school we are the first teachers and we need to check those backpacks we need to be aware of their friends and um, from my persona i do have good communication with uh, my daughter's uh, teachers um, i always even though um, they said that she's doing great i always go and ask them different questions and I have a communication and I feel that um, they're trying hard and uh, the parents is they have this important role as well you know I I, I when I heard um, uh, Miss Rosa's uh, voice and, and what she was saying I totally saw myself as a young girl with my own mother and that's how my mother used to be with all four of us growing up, um, you know, she was the one in charge. She knew everything that was happening. And I think that is such excellent advice um, from Ms. Rosa for all of our, um, all of our parents and, and, and grandparents and all of those that raise um, our children. And there was a saying, and I mean, Victor, you're gonna have to help me on this one, um, you know, that my mother used to say all the time that, that just came to mind as Ms. Rosa said it, and it was, um, something along the lines of, I mean, I can say it in English, you know, tell me who who you hang around with and I'll tell you who you are. It's like, diga con quien andas y yo voy Dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres. Sí, muchas gracias, yes. And so she used to say that all the time. And, um, you know, when you're, you're, when you're a you know, young child, you used to get, you know, you hear that, okay, you know. Okay, okay, but I, I get it now as a mother. I understand exactly what she was saying. And, oh, my goodness, I wouldn't be here today if I didn't, have a mother who cared so much, who said no more than she said yes, because so, she knew it was best for me. So. And, and that is really the, the key. And uh, although, I mean, I'm guilty that I don't, I don't go to my daughter's uh, school very often, because uh, she drives, she's a senior. She's in high school, Victor. <laughs> she don't want you there. <laughs> uh, before her, I would walk with her. And, and, and we still <laughs> can go. They just can't see us. Yeah, it, but, but I'm able to communicate uh, with them, with the teachers through email. And I always ask them, hey, what's going on? Or they'll send me, whenever Victoria is doing something good, 
they'll say, hey, uh, Victoria's doing so well. No, Victoria's the first one to turn in, you know, her assignment. And then uh, and then I go back to her. And then, of course, I try to figure out, okay, what was going, what was she, what, uh, is really what was she Just doing staying on top of everything and, yeah, yeah. And making sure and i always communicate with her and i you know i i, I just want to make sure that you know she trusts me with everything and and of course i do i check her phone uh, i don't do it very often but i i she knows that at any at any point i can go over that and and, and it's about safety uh, and, you and your password is their password because you're paying for it <laughs> you're paying for their phones you're Rosa talks them. about that as oh, well good, all right. <laughs> see <laughs> I tell you yeah. Rosa's like my mom was and like I hope to be that kind of mom I, I mean I, I, my I, kids are older too uh, but over, over the weekend uh, I eat, uh, of course I do control Victoria's phone uh, and, and, <laughs> and I decided to forward uh, you know the calls to my phone and she noticed she got that notification and she comes out of her room. And she's like, okay, what is this? I was like, oh, uh, okay. I called you. You don't answer. But I noticed that you're on the phone with, you know, <laughs> with somebody. So whoever that is, is going to have to go through me to get to talk to you. <laughs> but, but again, it's all about safety. I'm taking it, these <laughs> ideas. Yeah. Maxima and Gabriela <laughs> have something I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, we just want to make sure they're safe. I mean, because yeah. even... Yeah. A, a, and these are some of the things that maybe you're very young, Brock, but these are some of the things that we didn't have to worry about growing up. You know, if you would be had some kind of disagreement uh, at school, you would just get out of school and go home and you'll be fine. You'll probably deal with it the next day. But now with technology, the harassment, the bullying and everything kind of carries on through technology. And those kinds of media. threats become mm -hmm. safety issues. And, and it's just so important. And I have to give kudos to our families and our, and our kids because they... Um, they will let us know right away. Um, and we're able to solve problems and keep everyone safe if we find out right away. So that's really important. Yeah, and, and those are some of the uh, safety features that uh, Dr. Medrano mentioned. You know, so now we're not only have to take care of them at school, but now we have to bring another layer of safety, mm -hmm. you know, to well, make we'll sure that... we'll do whatever that, it takes. Yeah, I mean, to make to. sure that we take care of all, all social media and all the digital the devices to make sure that you know, we don't, we prevent anything from, from. I think maybe it's a postcard to send out. <laughs> Who paid the cellular phone? If they are underage and they are not working, who pays for the phone? So you have to have rules. Eight o'clock, they have that phone comes with me. Um, another thing is that uh, I don't know about this uh, different, uh, but I have with my Apple ID, my daughter because she's underage. She's using my Apple ID. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. same account. So I can tell her friends who's calling her. I can tell everything. Why? Because her safety. Her safety matters. She's underage. Anything happens um, is my responsibility as well. Not only Karai, not only the district, not only school, but me as a parent. And so if we want to see progress and, and don't let internet uh, 
you know, take advantage of your kids. Absolutely. Round of applause for Rosa there. Yeah, yeah. she's doing the right thing. Uh, and, and I, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, you know, we had a situation not too long ago of, uh, of a parent uh, from a different district, you know, who, who I, had, uh, I had some interaction with, with her. And she couldn't really take the phone away from, from, from her daughter. Uh, and she couldn't really do anything because she just wanted to make sure that she would be happy and she didn't want to disappoint uh, the daughter. And she was using like every excuse. And, and, and it, it almost seems to be like the, the daughter was becoming like the parent. But, but that's when you really need to have control. You need to become a parent. Uh, don't try to be a friend. Be a parent and make sure that, you know, you, you know what's going on. And you need to build that trust. It's the same way that we're trying to build trust with the community. We, you need to build that kind of trust with, with, your, with your children. And, and that is going to make it easier. Yeah. Um, so something that kind of to segue to another topic, kind of back to SROs. Uh, I spoke with one of our teachers at uh, Borman. He's a first grade teacher at Borman, uh, Mr. Starr. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great name. Um, he, I asked him, I, I, I thought it was a good question. I was proud of myself for this one. I asked, I asked Mr. Starr because there's an SRO at Borman. We have an SRO, Officer Brown. And I asked Mr. Starr, so Mr. Starr, in your opinion as a teacher, and, and you see how the kids interact with the SRO every day, what makes an effective SRO? And his response wasn't, well, they need to really like be watching all the perimeters and, and things like that, which is, of course, that's super important. But Mr. Starr said to him the most important thing to see in SRO is to have a good connection with the scholars and with his kids. And that's what he wants, because if the kids are comfortable with the SRO, then the parents are going to be comfortable with the SRO as well. So that this is uh, Mr. Starr talking about Officer Brown. Absolutely. Like, uh, don't get me wrong, the safety in the morning, checking around, making sure that he's around in case anything happened is very important. But the number one thing is the relationships that an SRO can build with the students on campus. That's really what is going to change that whole dynamic for them and for their their schema, their their whole lived experience. I love that because, you know, he's a first grade teacher and um, I can just picture, you know, the SRO walking around the campus and, you know, high-fiving the kids and, you know, for them to know that, um, yes, he's, he's a safety officer, but at the same time, he's a real person and he cares about them. He or she. Yeah, and, 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 and it's also very important to mention, uh, you know, uh, this reminds me of one of our SROs, Juan Poland. Not oh, at Estrella Middle School, yeah. yes. So mm -hmm. he, he grew up in this neighborhood. Like, he sees himself in, in every, of you know, in every student. Yeah, so, so I think it's important, you know, to, you know, be able to have that kind of connection because uh, I think uh, he's been able to solve a lot of problems and prevent a lot of things from happening because of that relationship that he has with the students. So, so I think it's, uh, it's very important to highlight that, you know, that our... SROs, you know, our members. They care about, yeah, mm -hmm. and they care about. Yeah. Uh, and for our last but not least, we have another parent. Her name's Alma. She actually has three scholars with us at Cartwright. 
Um, and she just kind of talks about how, how grateful she is for Cartwright's transparency and everything that we're willing to communicate with her on a daily basis in regards to safety. So here is Alma. No, I just, I'm very thankful that they have made so many changes with the safety task and the board. They have actually added a lot of things that are making me feel that they're getting closer and closer every day to where we have no doubts that, you know, that there's going to be anything happening that they won't be putting our children first. You know, thank you, Miss um, Alma. We do appreciate your comments. Um, but it is true. We're working really hard um, for, for all our parents to feel that way. Um, you know, we know that our parents worry, um, but we also appreciate the patience and the understanding. And uh, as hard as it is to be calm in situations where we don't know what's happening, um, this is the reason why we want to be transparent. This is the reason why we're communicating um, so that you have that confidence. I mean, in any situation, you're always going to be worried and, and scared. And, and there's so many emotions going through that nobody can predict how they're going to act. And we get that. Um, but when it comes to having a plan, being ready, um, we certainly are. And I, I do want to say that I'm around the district, um, you know, working here sometimes up to six days of the week at many events. We have a wonderful community here. Um, we have caring individuals, and um, it's a safe place to, to live and to work um, and to truly just be just to grow up. And so, you know, that is, I think, really important as well is that, that we have a safe community, a loving community, and a, and a peaceful community. But together, um, you know, we'll make sure that we're always going to have um, a Cartwright community that everybody just feels safe. And, and I would encourage uh, everybody to make sure that they follow us on our social media uh, outlets just so that, you know, so they can stay connected because we're going to continue having this kind of uh, cafecitos. And, and I know some parents are not able to go to the school or they work or they have other things to do, but... You know, we started doing the virtual cafecitos, so they're going to be able to connect via Zoom. They're going to be able to connect through their cell phone and have that kind of, uh, you know, communication going and and the freedom. And to reach ask out too. I mean, if you if you can't if you're not able to make any of those, I, I work a lot. I work early in the morning and late at night, and um, I would not be able to go to a lot of these events when my kids were in school. Um, but you have to find out information and so if you are one of those that need information contact us and we are be happy to share um, what you've missed and so yes the social media part of it we're trying to put everything we can um, on there but we we definitely want you to reach out if you are, need more information yeah and if you're more comfortable reaching out via social media feel free to message our facebook or our twitter or instagram and we will respond most of the time that day so we're always trying to be as transparent as possible i'd just like to say brock um you you put a really really strong podcast together um you know i can tell you put a lot of work in this because you really wanted to make sure our parents and our community were very clear on our expectations for school safety so i just wanted to say thank you this was this was a great you did a great job Thank you, Brock. And, and, and I know you and I were talking about this, uh, especially because you, you 
you were you attended a school that was considered to be an open campus and 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 you know things have changed a lot uh you know before you didn't really have to worry about those kind of things and 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 now thus that's becoming a concern and so but we're on top of it and uh you know just to make sure that everybody here is safe and and our parent i just also want to say to our parents thank you to all of our community because we're able to make these changes because our parents said they understand and and they agreed so thank yeah. you and because our parents are willing to voice their opinion as well yeah okay well thanks again for listening to why cartwright episode eight just a reminder the podcast releases on the first of the month every month so look out for future episodes additionally we will always share the new episodes on our twitter at cartwright sd Facebook, Cartwright School District, hashtag 83, and Instagram, CartwrightSD83. So follow us there for all future episodes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have a great rest of your day.